February 2021, the United Kingdom established an elite podcast for the top 1% of listeners. Its purposes was to review movies and pitch sequels to ensure people had sufficient listening material as they went to work, did their shopping, or even washed their dishes. They succeeded. Today, the world calls it the best movie podcast ever. The pitchers call it Sequel Pitch. <laughs> Sounds more like an intro to the A-team than Top Gun, actually. Now I'll do that. Well yeah. done. Hello. Well done. Oh, psh, hello, and welcome aboard this podcast flight. <laughs> I am your pilot host, Andy Henry, and today we'll be cruising at an altitude of 28 feet for a duration of 14 hours. <laughs> I won't do that forever. <laughs> but wait, what's that in my rearview mirror? It looks like I have three bogeys on my tail. On my right, it looks like it's Lieutenant Drew Toynbee. Uh, hello there. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, I was a bit rushed for the intro today. <laughs> <laughs> Like why, why am I lieutenant? I don't care. Everyone's it's a, a lieutenant. Rank. Everyone seemed to be a lieutenant in the film, weren't they? Um, and Maverick was. Yeah, and Iceman. Yeah. And oh, that's what I assumed. All right, coming in on my left, a little low, not the lieutenant, the the cook, uh, Ross Armstrong. Hey, <laughs> bit harsh. Well, well I make well, a, I make a, a <laughs> I make a damn good goulash. That's very true. Very <laughs> yeah. true. And flying upside down above me, flipping me the bird, our special guest uh, this episode, a writer over at that little th known thing called the Hollywood News, it's Cat Hughes. Hi. Hey, Cat. Hey. Hi, Cat. Hello. Hi, Cats. Uh, Cat, tell our lovely listeners what you've been up to recently and uh, why did you pick this film to sequelize? Well, at the minute, I'm sort of writing for some commissions um finally decided to you know try and make some some money out of this thing that i've been doing for nearly 10 years um figured it was it was time um, i'm also painting uh we're moving my daughter's bedroom so um nice. a lot of paint so if i make no sense later on let's just blame the paint fumes <laughs> 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 and nothing and uh nothing else and i mean top gun I had a friend who was obsessed with Val Kilmer when I was a teenager. Like mm. my teen crush was Christian Slater and hers was Val Kilmer. So <laughs> I was made to sit in front of Top Gun many, many times. So yeah. when I saw that, you know, there was a potential to talk about this, obviously with Maverick coming up, I thought, mm. yeah, I, I need to get in on this. Yes. Maverick has gone mm. round, round, round the corner. That's a oh that's one I'm I may probably not be in line for, but well. I'm I'm. I mean, I'm sure we'll come to it. Mm. I'm. So, I'm so on board. Oh, you know. Uh, I. I love. I love a good trailer. Yeah. And this. This film aside, we'll come to how we all feel about this film. But the trailers for the new one are spectacular. I'm a hundred percent going to see it. But anyway. Strap yourself in for this one, folks. As we go ballistic, in case you haven't realised, we watched the uh, beloved. I say in some quotation marks, 1986 <laughs> classic again with some quotations. Uh, Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise. Mm. Uh, this is the synopsis part, and we've had some listener feedback, which basically says you guys are taking too long with the synopsis. We are boring us. Apologies. We are going to try and keep to six Not exactly seconds. how it was said. Uh, after a flight between the hostile aircrafts and the Navy, uh, United States Naval Aviator Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Thomas Cruise, and his best buddy and co-pilot Goose attend the Naval Fighter Weapons School and try to become the world's greatest pilots and achieve the Top Gun trophy. Maverick uh, begins a romantic relationship with Charlotte uh, Charlie Blackwood, an ast astrophysicist and civilian Top Gun instructor, but his rival Lieutenant Tom Iceman Kaczynski, uh, played by Val Kilmer, Tells Maverick he disagrees with his wild flying style and attitude towards rules. I mean, the guy's nickname is Maverick. What did he expect? 
During a flying exercise, uh, Maverick realises Iceman is cheating to keep his score above Maverick's, but something happens and Maverick and Goose need to eject from their air aircraft, but Goose ejects too quickly and hits the aircraft canopy headfirst and is killed. Uh, the Board of Inquiries clears Maverick of responsibility for Goose's death, but his guilt affects his confidence and he considers retiring. Ma Maverick's chief instructor tells him he can succeed if he regains his confidence and reveals the truth about Maverick's father who died heroically, but Maverick was led to believe otherwise. Maverick chooses to graduate instead of retiring and Ma uh, Iceman wins the, tro the Top Gun trophy. The graduates are ordered to provide air support to rescue a disabled communication ship that has drifted into hostile waters. Uh, the team are outnumbered and Maverick starts to choke before regaining his confidence and saving Iceman and the day. Maverick returns uh, to the Top Gun as an instructor and then reunites with Charlie. Let's go around quickly for first thoughts because it was definitely my first see uh, first time seeing this movie. Uh, mm. Let's start with uh, Drew. First time seeing this movie, what do you think? It was my first time seeing this movie. Mm. I am not not through any like not through trying to avoid it. Like I've always uh, like my brother was a soldier for a number of years. I was an army cadet. I've always had a bit of a military. Quite not, not fetish but i i like military stuff and particularly when i was young, like i read a lot of tom clancy before i realized how um horribly awfully right wing it was etc etc <laughs> so first time watch not because i've tried to avoid the movie mm. and it's got i can see why it is as iconic as it is but um it's not great it's not great and i'll go into specifics why in a bit ross for the moment uh, keep it quite short <laughs> what did you think it was shit there you go <laughs> yeah i know you've got a lot to say so cat then maybe maybe a, a defender of the film what do you, what do you think sorry cat I, well, I, mean, like, I mean it's it's not it's not a favorite favorite so uh it's fine um you know my, my val kilmer loving friend she you know she will hunt you all down um but that's 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 on her like I, said, I mean i i have seen it far too many times because of that but then last year when i was at fright fest my hotel had free sky movies and that was literally the only film that was on whenever oh, i was no. in so i think over the course of one weekend i sort of saw it or is in the background for like four or five times in one weekend so wow. every so often just playing with the boys exactly like, oh, no. exactly it's i don't know it was longer than well i sort of looked mm. at the time and i always assumed it was sort of over two hours but then it's <laughs> under two hours but then it felt longer than two hours when i was watching it mm, again so yeah. i think you know if you'd have asked me you know when i was sort of like a, a teenager when i first watched it it would have been like yeah you know i want to go fly some play and sign me up but yeah. now yeah i think we we've, we've changed so i'm sort of more like yeah it's okay yeah mm. well um it was a big i think all oh, the there was a rumor that was it was a big recruiter recruiter for the actual navy um, did anyone get that feeling when I mean there was a great picture there was a great scene where Tom Cruise is sitting somewhere and there's a poster for the Navy basically just over his shoulder kind of like yeah join the Navy be like this guy Tom Cruise is great um, did it make anyone want to join the Navy I mean uh, I, can I mean see I didn't it... so technically it <laughs> yeah. didn't work so yeah. very true and I don't think anyone in this podcast did so you know I don't think yeah. it's doing a good yeah. job of Making people want to join the Navy, so I can. If you look at it in the context of 1986 mm -hmm. and like the height of Reagan in America and America being the best country in the world, 
and everyone else are stupid backwards idiots with their stupid MIG planes that we can do, we can flip them the birds to, <laughs> etc., etc. Yeah. I can see why it was popular and I can see why it had such a bump in in people applying for the Navy and the sales of aviator sunglasses and bomber jackets, mm. apparently. It, like, it, it does it does the kind of American exceptionalism thing very well. It's not something that I like, yeah. but I can't deny that Tony Scott did a very good job <laughs> of being like, look how cool this is. Yeah. All of these people are just the coolest people ever. To be ever. fair, for me, the, the flying bits were the only good bits of the movie. Like, everything uh, agreed. else Agreed. Absolutely sucked. agreed. I, no, no, like, no. I, I loved the everything. chemistry between Maverick and Goose. Maverick and Goose. Oh yeah, that, that's interacting fine. There was no chemistry as a pair. Between, yeah, they were they were good. They were bouncing off each other quite well, and you believed them as best yeah. friends. I mean, I, the I romance. Hate, oh, the romance is romance. dreadful. It's one of those. Like, <laughs> it's one of those movies where the only reason the female like lead likes the male lead is because it's in the script. I hate Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> I almost did. You remember my list for Grandpa Joe uh, during our, wiki, uh, our Charlie in the Chocolate yeah. Factory episode? I nearly did a list for this for Tom Cruise because he's a terrible person in this film, and I hate him. <laughs> And he doesn't like redeem himself really well and stuff. And then she's like, she eventually says she's fallen for him. Like before he's redeemed himself as well. It's like, why? What about him? The fact that that scene, like she, she in front of everyone says he's a bad pilot. He did the worst possible. It paid (laughs) off, but he shouldn't have done that. And he storms off and she races after him, like through traffic, causing crashes Mm. in her wake to catch him up and say, what I didn't say is that you're a genius and you're the best pilot I've ever seen. But if I said oh. that, no one would believe me because they'd think that I've, I'm, I'm just such a woman who's fallen in <laughs> love with you. And it's just like, oh my god, she has every like she is so powerless in his tiny little Tom Cruise hands. Even though objectively, like I find it hilarious that they make Iceman the baddie, the guy who's like. Yeah. You are dangerous. You don't follow the rules and you put other people in danger. I'd rather see his story. And, and it's like, yeah, yeah, ugh, idiots who want to follow the rules and do the right mm. thing in dangerous situations. Cat, I did want to ask, so if, you were, if you were in a bar and, say, 20 guys came up and started singing to you, <laughs> would you just not be charmed completely and just be like, yes, you're definitely the one I want? I mean, it didn't work in Scream 2 and it definitely didn't work in Top Gun. It's... No, it's... It's that a big no. Like four minutes or two minutes. I don't know how long it felt ages, but like, so I'm cringed so much, so hard. I, oh, it was awful scene. Awful. That relationship. Yeah. It's, it's definitely terrible and up there. With one of the I mean, worst. there is, there is more chemistry between Maverick and Iceman. That, that's the relationship that you want, they, that you want to see. They didn't yeah. mind getting close when they talked. I mean, like, I know this film is known for the gay undertones and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's very. They didn't even start far away and then like kind of antagonize each other to come closer. They started pretty close. Like nose to nose. Yeah, and just, just like, the whole movie. Hey, I'm the best. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll prove it. And he's like, I'll prove it later. Yeah, yeah, should, I'll prove it. Should, should we kiss now? Yeah, it's um... just, the whole movie is a. Sh- should we kiss? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's it is staggering, mm. staggeringly homoerotic, and and because I I'm so sure that wasn't intended. Yeah. In the slightest, by like Tony Scott of all people, <laughs> it's just yeah, incredible. So, any good bits? There's obviously loads of bits we can bash, and we, we will definitely get in there. But I, I honestly haven't got many, or if, if any, kind of bits that I properly enjoyed. I, I liked 
the first use of Danger Zone. I didn't yeah. like the subsequent 12 and <laughs> all of the times they repeated the songs. They're yeah. like, we've got three songs, guys. We're going to get our money's worth out of them. The soundtrack God. was definitely weird. Danger Zone, I think, was used three times, if not four during the credits. Mm -hmm. And then there was like, at one point when they were riding, they were flying. It, it The soundtrack turned like weirdly K-poppy. Like, it, uh, the only way I could describe it, like, if you were playing Street Fighter, you know, like, the different arenas they used, and there was, like, a mall one. It was, like, a futuristic K-poppy mall soundtrack. Like, what is with this? And then, like, a bit of keyboard synth, I think, as well, at one point. And I was like, 80s, mm. man. <laughs> I, I did, like... The the aerial footage is very good. Yes. The the actual real footage of real planes. I wasn't expecting it. I I thought it would all just be people sat in fake in fake cockpits mm. bouncing around, and then like obvious models on wires, kind of. And and actually, the fact that it was real planes was very cool. Mm. And all done by the navy as well. Actually, actually, mm. so yeah. Well, that's because Impressive, in America, sure. like the you get huge subsidies mm. or, or like, so there's in, in the nineties, the reason NASA was in so many movies was because they said any film company who wants to use NASA as a set, you can do it for free. Wow. So then all these film, well, let's make space movies. Mm. And it's kind of the same with the military. If, if, if you are going to portray the American military in a favorable, favorable light, they will just provide you all of their kit and just be like, yeah, go nuts. Just make us look cool. Cat then, come on. What, what, what's good about this movie? You, you made I us mean, sit through an hour and 45 minutes of it. <laughs> I mean, the, the, volleyball, the volleyball scene, you know, as cheesy and as homoerotic as it is, it's, it's an entertaining watch because it just comes out of nowhere, you know? I mean, what are these guys got to do with, with volleyball? You know, they're, yeah. Yeah. they're, they're it, naval things. You know, they're all there greased up and... <laughs> you know it, it's but, you know my, michael bay's favorite time of day it's sort of like sunset yeah. and mm. it's, it's and it stays sunset yeah. for long enough i one thing i did enjoy like tom cruise gets sweaty with his top off in his jeans playing volleyball puts his t-shirt on hops on his motorbike immediately goes on a date and he pulls <laughs> yeah. up at the house and i was like this dirty oh. bastard hasn't even had a shower yeah, and then correct. to his credit the first line of dialogue is him walking up and using it as a line to get in her shower and i was like okay at least the film acknowledged that he jumps her garden <laughs> fence basically and tries to enter her house without permission he before this he enters the ladies toilets to see her and he's just like oh my hey. god i forgot that yeah, yeah. i say this guy's a dick this is so i didn't realize just like he's really like you just want me because i'm fucking arrogant and cocky and i smile like tom cruise and I'm five foot four probably <laughs> i just i really when the film started going on about his dad and they started getting the references of mm. oh you're 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 his kid and I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's something interesting about legacy and having to live up to impossible standards that's going to yeah. happen in this movie. And they and they kind of go, oh yeah, the reason you're so reckless is you're trying to trying to be better than your old man, but you'll never be able to prove it. And then Tom Skerritt just goes, oh no, by the way, he was a hero. Mm. And then Maverick <laughs> Maverick's Maverick's lesson in this movie is, no, no, you're fucking awesome. Yeah, I did want to. <laughs> His, yeah. His only thing that he has to overcome as a character is the fact that he he feels guilty because his best friend dies. Like he doesn't make a mistake. It's Iceman's fault that they get in the jet wash and the engines flame out, and mm. that's why they have to eject. Nothing is his fault. He's perfect all the time, except that he has a wobbling confidence, and then remembers that he's 
the best pilot ever yeah. and then wins. Yeah. No, it's not great. Yeah, totally agree. I feel like this movie's trying to say, like, he changes and that's the point. But yeah, like, he doesn't. Yeah, but I feel like he... the movie is going, oh, you need to change and work as a team because look how he works as a team at the end. He doesn't. He pulls yeah. a Maverick <laughs> Maneuver and wins and you're like, like, yeah, but don't mention that. Yeah. The, yeah, he 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 starts working as part of a team and is less effective, and then turns around and goes, "No, no, 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 I'm gonna I, let's, I'm gonna win this now." It's um, yeah, it's really bizarre. Because I, to be fair, I gave the film quite a lot of credit when he didn't beat Iceman. When Iceman won the trophy, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah, that's interesting." And he's gonna have to be humble at the end, and he's gonna go back and be a better person. And then it's like, "No, we're going to war. Go shoot down some Russians." Ah! And there we go. Yeah, I know you bring up, bring up the dad's kind of angle. I was really... Because I saw Hot Shots. I've seen Hot Shots so many times. <laughs> I love Hot Shots. Um, and I've seen just uh, videos of this on YouTube, so I've never actually known the complete story. So I thought mm. like Hot Shots kind of followed it really accurately. Um, and I thought there was going to be more father development and stuff in this film. But honestly, I think Hot Shots has better character development and a better story, and it's like a, a silly comedy. <laughs> so... We should do Hot Shots Part Deux. Oh, that'd be, I'd love to do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, right. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, we, do. do. The, the list is full until 2023, but I'll put it on the list. <laughs> Ross, what do you? Uh, what have you else you got to say? I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much else to say apart from mm. it was awful. Yeah. Uh, it's got a car- main <laughs> character that no one likes. It's got crap acting. It's got a crap love story. It's got <laughs> shitty found footage from uh, fighter pilots, which I don't agree with Drew. I think just because they slap some live uh, fighter pilot um, <laughs> scenes, they think, oh, that's cool. Uh, all of it is just boring. Like it's a boring movie, doesn't go anywhere, and the end is shit and you're supposed to you're supposed to go oh this guy's so cool you know tom cruise he's so edgy and he's not he's a little dweeb that goes around and nobody knows what the fuck uh top gun actually is is it a fucking training place is it or is it just a place where some guys hang out and they occasionally go up and shoot some migs or something uh there's too much sweat in the entirety of the movie like the amount of people that sweat in the movie it starts at the very beginning in principal strickland's office where he's sweat he's sweating in his own office and then the other guy's sweating tom cruise is sweating everyone's sweating like the walls are sweating the chairs are sweating everything and then they go play volleyball and then he sweats some more he goes can i use your shower actually can i use your shower uh because i'm cool like that and you know uh so that's annoying what do you think of the the love scene yeah, I think that was added in after a test screening where really? people, yeah, was where it? people were like, "Where's the sex?" Uh, ah, <laughs> pretty, so... pretty, pretty much that that scene, and then the scene in the lift, like the next day, where she's oh, wearing yeah. the hat. She, she was wearing a hat because it was several months later, and she dyed her hair for a different role, <laughs> so yeah. she had to have her hair bundled under that hat, which we never see again, obviously, because it was shot later. Yeah. But yeah, that was put in to appease the test audiences but oh, it's, it's there's a lot of tongue in that i never realized yeah. until i was watching it's like there is a lot of tongue going on in that sex yeah. scene it is, I, it's a I bit thought gross. it looked like two teenagers who learned to kiss from watching movies 
And so they're like, oh, it's all the tongue. You got to lick her tongue yeah. and just, 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 ta- you know, stick your tongue out a bit. And you're, you're like, Jesus, he's like, what, 40 in this or something? Come on. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it didn't, it, it made me feel a bit ill. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that, like, in his earlier career, because obviously risky business as well, mm. he was the, he was the younger part of the love interest. Because obviously these days, whenever he's in an action film, any of his love, love interests are like half his age or, yeah. or less. They're like 17, you know, 21, and he's, you know, in his 50s. So it's interesting that he actually started his career as being like the 20, 25 year old with these women who were obviously much older than him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe That's they. Uh, I thought it would have been so much more interesting if they didn't have that love scene because then the end because he doesn't actually end up really with Charlie at the end he kind of they meet up again um, and let's not forget they don't kiss or anything at the end do they they just kind of meet up and then they all they walk I, together or something I think it's quite, I, it's I, quite, I, quite I felt like the bar, it was, aren't they together yeah but it's yeah. quite it's like um, they don't kiss or anything there's nothing certain I think it's quite left it's left quite ambiguous or something so that said, that's for fair. me taking the uh, the sex scene out would have probably been a bit better. Um, I I prefer the um, the Titanic ending, which is like you know the the scene before that where he throws Goose's uh, oh, dog tags what? into the ocean. What? He does. Yeah. He does forget about thing. the memory of my friend. Fuck yeah, you. Man. Fuck that. Like I yeah. It makes and no... he does a very very sort of balletic pose as well. <laughs> he sort of launches it, and he's really like yeah. He holds it for a, for a minute. Like oh yeah, yeah no, I forgot about that. He just mopes yeah. around for like one day about his mate dying, and then he's like, "Goop," and then yeah. the girlfriend is just like, "It's okay, don't worry, it wasn't your fault." And then yeah, he's like, "Oh, you. okay, cool, thanks." Well, yeah, because it's it's not his fault. Not even like you couldn't even kind of he yeah. The, the reason he feels guilty is so bad because there's no if he. If he was in Iceman's position and someone in Iceman's ship, if they were, you know, if they were in different, the opposite positions, someone in Iceman's um, plane got killed, that would be a good, you know, maybe it was him, maybe not. But yeah, it's literally just like, you got no reason to feel guilt. Sad, sure, mm. but yeah, didn't work. Didn't work for me. Um, it did, it was quite funny though, because I, again, hot shots, there's a bit with, him trying to get over his dad's death and he has his father's eyes like literally he has his his dad's eyes like in a little uh, in his I think pocket. we've established from this podcast that uh, um, Andy just wants to watch Hot Shots now yeah, uh, yeah. Hot Shots Honestly, is a much better movie than Top Gun it's so much yeah. better than this so much better not as funny though this did, this did uh, have some laughs but not not not, uh, not that I meant to um, right as I can say this, what else is there ever to do because it's it's a shit movie. Nothing. But not, let's let's not, review not, it and let's give it a five. Yeah. Let's give it out of five and then let's burn it to the ground. Sorry, Kat. I know you <laughs> like this movie. I just. Well, I mean, I've I'm. Got... But I. I'm not. I'm not Team Maverick. I'm Team Iceman. So you know, it, that's true. You know, <laughs> Maverick is. He is a whiny bitch, and you know, Goose. <laughs> Goose should have lived, and yeah, you know, or you know, the story should have. The story should have just been Iceman and Slider. You know, they were the. They were the cool guys. Yeah. Iceman, known for that because of the amount of ice he has in drinks. The egregious amount of ice that he has in his fucking drinks. When he's introduced and he has that like half pint glass or something and it's like three quarters ice. And he's like, that's Iceman. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's got ice. <laughs> no matter how, what he... <laughs> Go on, sorry. Excuse me, I just, I just love that Val Kilmer himself didn't want to make this film. He, yeah. he, he got sent the script and he's like, no. And then the studio were like, well, actually, you're under contract, so you've got to. No and he, he just basically seemed to want to just try and... <laughs> 
fuck with the film, like the bit where like Tom Cruise That's like said, where Ma- Maverick says that he you know he did whatever maneuver and then like he coughs yeah. and says bullshit. That was ad libbed. Um, to try and throw him <laughs> off, he deliberately had nothing to do with Tom Cruise for the entire duration of the filming. Um, wow. I mean, I think the the party line was so that you know they could create that tension between Iceman and Maverick. But I kind of feel that maybe he was just like, no, I don't want to. And I think because I was watching a documentary, and he just basically went away every weekend to Mexico with all of the other Top Gun pilots. And just left Tom Cruise on his own, and they went and had a very nice, very oh, nice time. No way. Sun, sea, and sangria, <laughs> while uh, Tom Cruise was was left at home to be a bit mopey. So I kind of, I don't know. I sort of like it more from just sort of watching it back and going, yeah. So this is <laughs> yeah. this is just Val Kilmer, just like <laughs> whenever Iceman's saying something, yeah, he's he's just just doing something to you know to get a rise out of Tom Cruise and try and steal the film from him. <laughs> I can see why though. I mean, he, that that character doesn't exactly have much like to to, to do so much. It's like he's they say if you were flying the plane, then fine. But yeah, he's probably just in a simulation. It's like oh, this is fun. Um, yes, let's go to reviews. Uh, not review scores because it looks like mm. Ross wants to get out, out of here. Uh, true. <laughs> let's start with you. Uh, um, fun scores. Yeah. So it it I don't understand. Uh, I can understand why it is as iconic as it is. Mm-hmm. However, I assumed that it became this iconic because it was very 80s but also good. Where actually it's iconic because it looks iconic and it ha- and it has iconic sound but very little else. Sure. Um and so I I did enjoy it a bit, but the some some of it I really liked, but some of it is so atrociously bad. Um, I I'm gonna go completely middle of the road and give it um two point five uh two point five precariously wrapped shower room towels. Just wait to be pulled down, aren't they? Every single Indeed. One. Ross, what have you got then? Let's get your half a point out the way um i didn't enjoy it i sat there for an hour and a half or whatever and i was like is that over yet um (laughs) i thought tom cruise is annoying um his performance is really bad um there isn't anything there of of me for me in terms of story um it doesn't really go anywhere there's no jeopardy it's not really anything that happens it's just about a guy going to a flight school being a bit of a dick falling in love with a girl (laughs) having one last little airplane fight and then everyone cheering at the end um (laughs) so that is why I'm going to give it the lowest score that I could give it. Can I give it zero out of five? You can give it zero, sure. Or let's, will that mess up the will mess up the the score? No, I'll it give might it, mess I'll... up my formulas in yeah. the spreadsheet. Do you give it like oh, no, no, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't mess I'll... it up. It's fine. All right. No, no, I'll give it. Wow. I'll give it zero point one <laughs> for the fact that it was made and people put effort into making it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Wow. 
0.1. Wow. Jesus, that's lower than my lowest score. Wow, bloody hell. So that is, there that's you go. the lowest score ever awarded by anyone on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to drink bring the average score probably down to Yeah, that's going to make that's, maybe one, that's made that. Ross like instantly way more <laughs> negative um on average. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Cat, what have you got? See, I think for me, it's all because I did see it years ago. Um, So for me, it's sort of wrapped up in nostalgia and sitting there whilst my friend edited, this is back in VCR days, so edited out anything that did not feature Iceman. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) it was a a super short version of of Top Gun, just with the the, the highlights of Val Kilmer, because that's... Amazing. That's what teenage girls did in the nineties. That's yeah. that's we didn't have YouTube. That's 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 how we rolled. So I think for me it'd be sort of like it'd be like a three, a three out of five, purely for that nostalgia. But yeah, as I've sort of revisited it, it it just seems to go on a bit. There's a lot of talking about nothing for yeah. for no reason. And so I the more yeah. the more I watch it, the more I want to see more of the the other pilots you know yeah, what happened to, you know, <laughs> you know they're, they're there you know they're there because cougar you know the choked at the beginning you know mm. is he okay you know you know yeah. iceman was iceman was concerned about him but you know maverick couldn't care less so i thought yeah i think three three yeah but i'm i'm definitely willing to see to see the new one. Oh, three. okay it's definitely gonna push the average up that's that's good I did not like this movie. The best bits were the plane crashes. Or crashes, sorry, the planes. Um, um, yeah, I'd say Ross just basically pulled, just point everything out. It's just a terrible film. I'm going to give it 0.5 terrible U lines at the end when Val Kilmer goes, you! <laughs> and then they hug and they're instantly friends or something. And you're like, wow, that was awful. Was that the, I can imagine that's the time where he's just like, fuck it. Just say one, I'll go home. You! Oh. He, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He did not want to do that line at all. Yeah. And Tony Scott was like, "You've got to do the line. It's in the script." And he's like, "But I really don't want to do it. It's yeah. it's a terrible line. I can't. You yeah. can't make me say this." And Tony Scott was like, "You've got to do it, mate." And I think yeah. that's why he went. So like, yeah, boy, you could be yeah. mine. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're all sort of Val Kilmer at some at some point. So we're watching. Yeah. Oh yeah. Indeed. Wow. Indeed. So a point one, point five, two point five, and a three. What was that average? Yeah. Actually, Drew? Uh, it brings us in <laughs> at 1.53 out of 5. Wow. Um, so wor- so we we agree worse than The Rise of Skywalker, uh, yeah. which is... Definitely. I agree with that. I'm surprised, but there we go. Um, still better than Con Air, Home Sweet <gasps> Home Alone, Ooh. Oh, yes. and yes. Wild Wild West. Yes. So it comes in fourth from the bottom above those three. I'll definitely watch Con Air and this piece of shit again. Yeah. I mean, as, lo- as long as it's still beating Wild Wild West, that's that's fine with me. It is. Yes. It is. I have I have trauma with that film. I, me and my friend were supposed to go and watch The Matrix, a different friend. We were supposed to go and see The Matrix. And we went, to, we turned up at the cinema and she's like, oh, me and my brother went to see The Matrix yesterday. I don't want to watch it again. I was like, oh, oh no. what else is on? Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> So I, I miss oh, seeing dear. the Matrix. I miss seeing oh. the Matrix in the cinema on its first release because she'd already been to see it the day before. And who doesn't want to just go and watch the Matrix again? Um, but no, we had to go and watch Wild Wild West instead. So. Oh dearie me! Yeah, you poor soul. 
Yes. (laughs) But anyway, if people liked Wild Wild West, we've got an episode on it. Listen to it. No one else has, so be the first. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you liked Wild Wild West, don't listen to our episode because we fucking hated it. That's true. true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. I feel the need. The need for sequel pictures. Right, it's time to enter the danger zone for the first, second, and third time. Our pilots will go to suit up, put on their helmets, and talk through their weird elephant trunk tube things as they pitch me their sequels, and then will fight to prove theirs is the best. Who? Well, the the elephant thing at you. Flight mask. Elephant tube. Yeah, it just looks weird. And like they can like talk. They can like it's used for breathing, isn't it? And that's the main thing. Yeah, I I've never understood. Yeah, I've never understood. It's such a thing in movies that they just leave it off the whole time, and then they're like, "Oh, things are getting serious. Better quick, put it on." It's like superhero films, I guess, now where they're just like FaceTime. Yeah, now we mean it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, right, let's see who lands their pitch successfully and who will be ejected headfirst into the roof. Right, let's start off this week's with uh, Ross. Why not you? All right, because uh, you're on my phone, I'm going to have to minimise you. So you just have to... <laughs> oh, no, I can still see you. That's good. Uh, okay. This is called um, Top Gun 2 because I couldn't be asked to think of a different uh, name. Uh, It's called Cougar's Daughter Wants to Follow in Her Father's Footsteps and Join Top Gun. However, she finds it harder than she thinks because of an old maverick. Here we go. So the film starts and we hear a cool 80s song. We see an old Spitfire flying through the air and doing loads of cool moves and shit. And we see a feminine face in the pilot seat, but no details as they're wearing a mask. Um, they were born in the mask, molded by it. Um, they all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, shit goes wrong. It looks as if there's a, going to be a big disaster, but she manages to pull off an awesome move, and it's fine. The camera pans down to the floor, and we see she's at some sort of air show. Uh, she lands, and we then see... The, an, an older Bill Cortell, a.k.a. Cougar, the guy that played Cougar in the first movie. Nice. They joke about nearly losing control and learn, and we learn her name is Jessica Cortell. Anyway, they go home, have dinner, and this is where she says to Dad that she wants to be a fighter pilot for real, like her dad, and that she's going to do what it takes. He gets really angry, tells her that it's no joke, and to stop being silly. So I should do American. <laughs> stop being silly. Um, then we get another cool 80s song play. And, and then we get a montage of her enrolling in the army. And it finishes with like a three years later or something. I don't know how long it takes you to become a fighter pilot. I don't know if I can, you can get one off Etsy probably. Uh, <laughs> we... We see now in uh, we see her now after the like the montage, um, we see her now in a briefing room listening to an upcoming mission. Some bad guys keep uh, I don't know coming into international waters and they need to get some peeps up in the air to warn them off. And it's incredibly sweaty in there. Yeah, we see um, <laughs> there's sweat coming off her, off them. Uh, we see some more shots of them like walking towards the plane with some 80s rock music and then, you know, them taking off and, like, different parts of the 
the the plane is there's you know like exactly like the first one uh and then we insert a five minute dog fight scene um in which uh, <laughs> she saves one of her fellow pilots and pulls off a really cool move uh the people back on the ship are like damn she's got this girl's got talent damn uh and then they come back and she's treated like a celebrity uh the major or whatever person is in charge of a, a ship um i don't know what they're called uh calls her to the office as i said the sweat is off the charts in this scene he's sweating she's sweating the walls are sweating everything's sweating anyway he talks about um that she's the youngest fighter pilot that has shown so much talent so quick so he offers her a position in Top Gun to really push her. She says that she will think about it. Uh, then either in a phone call scene or like a dinner scene, she meets with her dad and then he tell, and tells him the good news. He's apprehensive, obviously, because he left. Uh, well, he left the he left to like you know look after his daughter, uh, and he's worried that, and he knows the pressure that it can cause. Uh, plus, he's only really now okay with her following in his footsteps after she was like an air show pilot. Um, they argue, and he says, "Someone, there's someone I want to meet. For, I want you to meet first. We then see a motorbike traveling down an airstrip again to some 80s music. Uh, he does some cool tricks on the bike. He parks up, takes his helmet off. It's fucking Maverick. Uh, he's now working on uh, at Top Gun, teaching young kids. He's finishing a lesson and then Cougar enters. They have an old catch-up and he tells Maverick that his daughter wants to join Top Gun. Uh, and he, she knows how determined she is and she'll do it anyway. So he asks him to make it harder for her so that she quits. He reluctantly agrees. Anyway, she joins and is given like the call sign of Ocelot. Um, and the rest of the film is basically... So this is where I'm just going to sum up. The rest of the film is basically Maverick being hard on her, making her do insane stuff like push-ups and uh, maneuvers that cause her to fail and stuff. But over the course of the portion, this portion of the movie, it inspires her to work harder and push harder. Uh, Maverick starts to see something in her that is similar in himself, like proper like a Jedi Knight and Apprentice vibes. Um, <laughs> eventually it comes out what her father said. There's an argument. She leaves Top Gun. So Maverick has to go back and get her and apologize. And then we get like another montage scene after she comes back to Top Gun uh, of uh, doing like the final parts of Top Gun until the final exam or whatever the fuck Top Gun is. Um, <laughs> and then the last part, the, the last part of the movie is basically like, the last epic dog fight thing in whatever, uh, like in whatever, because at the end of the first movie, they have a dog fight for some reason against some MiGs. So basically it's going to be kind of the same thing. Um, and also involved is Maverick. And it looks like right at the end of the movie, Maverick's going to get outmaneuvered. And then she comes in, saves the day. Uh, and they go home cheering. Her dad gives her a thumbs up. Like this, yeah. Well done, Ocelot. Yeah, and then, and then he says the line, "I'll be your wingman any day." <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. Okay. 
Very good. <laughs> Very good. Any day. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant stuff. Um, might as well just hand me the win now, mate. Wow, wow, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> only question I've got is what year is a set? Because you keep mentioning 80s uh, music. Yeah, is it, is it today's? Have... Yeah, 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 yeah. Is still, it today, still... but it's got that classic yeah, yeah, 80s yeah. music? Still modern, modern, but it's got a, got a bit of retro vibes, sure. yeah? Re- retro uh, okay. vibes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. I'm uh... back with a vengeance, baby. I've been off for uh, two weeks. That's the, my, that's the winning pitch there. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Drew's okay. gonna do I some will... shit about. Oh, oh, Tom Cruise is actually misunderstood. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> oh, I think okay. I think you're giving me way too much credit this week. <laughs> to be honest. Well, <laughs> let's fire over to Drew. Has he finished writing his? If he, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll I'll have to wing it for the end. Hey, I, like, hey. Yeah, hey. I I have to admit, like I really struggled with this one more than I have for another with another one for a long long time mm. because partly because I as I mentioned I love a good trailer I'm a trailer I love trailers for movies and so I have devoured the trailers for the new one forgetting that we were going to do this movie <laughs> and so I've I've really had to try to shut down my brain and be like okay uh, the the direction they've gone is is one that makes a, a a great deal of sense, and so I've tried to find something that still makes sense to me that doesn't do what they've done, um, and I found that really difficult. So, mine is um, uh, it's not the best title, but it is the best title at the same oh, time. It, yes. It's it's Top Gun Danger Zone, of course. Um. <laughs> And so, effectively, the movie is Maverick and possibly the final class of human fighter pilots who go to the Top Gun school go up against each other and naval drone pilots for the future of manned air combat operations for the United States military. Um, So, basically, movie opens up. You've got American naval aviators in combat with North Korean fighters because they're one of the only countries that we can upset without worrying about losing box office, Mr. Producer. Um, and But they've got super new technology, and maybe it's implied that Russia and or China gave it to them, but it's never said explicitly, and it can be easily edited out. Um, the Americans are about to lose, but then American fighter drones swoop in that are remotely piloted. They manage to save the day. Um, we then join Maverick, who has been promoted. He's a, a wing commander, assuming that, that that may actually be a Royal Air Force title rather than american navy he's the equivalent of a wing commander um and he's called in by one of his superiors and basically there's this big talk about how the fact military contractors and lobbyists are pushing the government to now move everything over to remotely piloted drones now that like 5g signal is strong enough everywhere in the world or whatever else whatever infrastructure is needed for that to have the the low enough latency for them to replace fighter planes and um and effectively, they've they've managed to get the sort of higher ups and the secretary of state or secretary of defense or the Pentagon or whoever would be in charge of this to um, agree to a contest. And they're they are bringing all of the best pilots to Top Gun as they do three times a year every year anyway. But they've also invited all of the best drone pilots. And so they're not only competing to be Top Gun, it's kind of deciding who is going how the the future of naval aircraft 
if so maverick like goes around the the navy like you, you get I, i'm seeing it kind of like the the scene in armageddon where everyone gets rounded up he's like going around the world to all these crazy locations and finding these wild card pilots who are the best of the best but they're all a bit kooky and he's like i don't need people who do things by the book i need people who are gonna win and um he, you see him slipping back and he's clearly got this big complex about the fact that drones are going to replace like his entire identity is being a fighter pilot and his father's entire identity was about being a fighter pilot and they'll become obsolete and and that freaks him out so he gets all of his people in there's big rivalry they're all being competitive with each other he's really pushing them uh you get some hijinks where they go in and like sabotage the drone equipment and they all find it really funny it's the equivalent of the buzzing the tower and they they're like they get drunk and they sabotage the equipment and something crashes and explodes and they will get in lots of trouble but then ultimately no one gets in too much trouble um and there's lots of competitions maverick is pushing his pilots really really hard they kind of they really push the envelope they win in the end um however they are it, it, it's it's that whole thing of they win but at what cost and they go back they're all overly cocky um and then we're back in north korea his pilots go up they are they're overconfident and they end up starting to lose so tom cruise has to get on the phone beg the drone operators to come in and help out he gets in a jet and flies up as well he has to sacrifice himself the drones and the human pilots work together and everyone says oh we'll we'll carry on using both the end you say he sacrifices himself at the end? Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise oh, dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> because he's <laughs> obsolete. Such, said with such passion right here, man. <laughs> I mean... I, I, like, I didn't want it to be overly long because it's a... You, if, if it's going to be called Top Gun, it has to be at the, at the Naval Aerial Weapons School. It has to be at Top Gun. And so ultimately, it's just going to be another competition movie of who's going to be Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, like you know, I've I've sprinkled my my flavouring on top of it, and there we go. Nice, very nice. Uh, but, but, but. No, I don't think I've got any questions for you either. I think we'll save it all to the debate section. I might chime in the debate section as well. Who knows? <laughs> um, Cat, whenever you're ready, let's have your title, please. Woo! So, so I went, I went weird. I mean, I'm a big horror fan. So basically, uh, mine is if A24 made a Top Gun movie. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I mean, to start off with like the the advertising for this, it would be advertised as Goose Flesh, and a bit like the Woods, <laughs> a bit, a bit, a bit like the the Woods Blair Witch. Everyone went into TIFF thinking they were going to watch this film called The Woods, and they went in, and it was Blair Witch, and they came out, and they changed all the all the posters around to be Blair Witch. Yeah. So it'll be a big publicity stunt there. Everyone would go in to watch this film called Goose Flesh, and then they would come out, and it was Top Gun Goose Flesh. Um, the sound, you know, the the the, the soundtrack is is going to feature, you know, all of the all of the favorites from from Top Gun, but. In you know the eerie, atmospheric, slow down, <laughs> creepy, <laughs> creepy yeah. covers that Excellent. are all over all of the trailers. Oh, so I that can sort hear, of... I can hear the creepy version of Danger Zone now. Yeah, exactly. in my mind. <laughs> exactly. So, sorry, so that's sorry. that. That's that's sort of like a bit of a bit of a bit of context. Um, so. Um, 
Then we get into the film. So it opens basically with a, a recreation of the, the scene of Goose's demise. You know, Maverick and Goose are about to, they're going on the next round of the Top 1 tournament. They're flying with Iceman and Slider. After Iceman unexpectedly pulls out, Maverick and Goose find themselves caught in the jet stream. Their only option uh, of escape is to eject, and there's an issue with a canopy and Goose is killed. The scene fades to black as Maverick scoops his friend into his arms, and over the black we hear his cries. Cut to uh, a dark candlelit room. The dimly lit room is punctuated by two sounds, a creepy reworking of You've Lost That Loving Feeling, which plays in a record player, and the (laughs) chanting of a female voice. The camera moves into and around the room at which we see Carol, Goose's wife. She's clearly been crying as the makeup has run all down her face. The camera pushes past her and we see Goose's helmet placed in the centre of a pentagram, outside of which are several grimoires and books (laughs) of magic. The camera pans over them, stopping on the page of one, which is titled Resurrection Spell. The chanting and spell uh, reaches its crescendo just as the song reaches its climax. Flames burst out of candles, rising to the ceiling, and then suddenly are plunged into darkness. Goose? Carol whispers tentatively. Honey, are you there? <laughs> There's no response. Carol turns on the light and calls for Goose again. Once more, there is no response. But I did everything the book said. Realising her spell hasn't worked, she crumples onto the floor. The room is now silent until we hear the cry of Carol and Goose's son, Bradley. Carol breathes in, centering herself. Mummy's coming. She stands, glances around the room one last time before going to tend to her child. The camera lingers, moving back to the helmet, focusing in a few seconds longer than comfortable before the scene fades away. And then we get the titles, Top Gun, Goose Flesh. We've now jumped forward to to present day. Bradley is now grown up and is himself a naval pilot, call sign Rooster. Uh, he goes to visit Carol to tell her that he's been accepted into Top Gun, um, which he's clearly not happy about. You know, the, the flying was bad enough, but this is this is too much. I don't want to lose you like I did your father. You know, you, you won't, Mum, I promise. Then he exits, gets onto his motorcycle, and heads off to Miramar. There he is joined by his fellow recruits, and they are welcomed by the head of the programme, Iceman. After the briefing, Bradley crosses paths with his uncle Pete, Maverick, who is an instructor also. The pair exchange pleasantries, but it's clear the distance has formed between Pete and the family. Come by my office later. I have something for you. The two meet, during which Maverick gives Goose, gives him Goose's helmet, the helmet from earlier. Bradley is touched. Mum said it was gone. It almost was. I saw she thrown it out, but decided to hold on to it for safekeeping. I think your dad would like you to have it. Bradley returns to his quarters and places the helmet at the foot of his bed. There's something about it that draws him in, and before he knows it, he's trying it on. He zones out, remembering flashes of the accident, an accident he wasn't witness to, before his Rio snaps him out by banging on his door. Volleyball game, you in? <laughs> Mon- <laughs> uh, then we get a, a montage um, of a volleyball game with Bradley and the new recruits taking on the, the alumni of Top Gun, so Slider, Hollywood, Sundown, Iceman <laughs> and Maverick, to the haunting tones of the remix playing with the boys. Uh, the the uh, the youngsters the youngsters win and it's left to the older team to clear away the equipment as Hollywood goes to return the ball kit to the shed the first in a line of accidents happens and he sort of he gets his foot caught on a net and impales himself on some equipment this is the just the beginning of a series of accidents though and as the story progresses we witness um, Sundown's motorcycle explodes um, as his body hits the tarmac his headphones fall out and we hear great balls of fire um, slider. <laughs> Um, his oxygen, uh, his oxygen tank malfunctions during um, one of the tournament drills, and as his breath is literally taken away, um, <laughs> the eerie cover of that Berlin song plays. Um, at the at the same at the same time as these accidents, 
uh, Bradley is slowly changing and sort of morphing into basically Goose 2.0. Um, he'd previously been like a serious type with no sense of humour and now he's cracking jokes and growing a moustache. The changes aren't lost on Maverick, who comments that he's getting more like his father every day, to which Bradley replies, I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> the line prompts Maverick to look a deep, little deeper into the deaths of his colleagues, and after looking through the files, he realises that Bradley was around all of the deceased just prior to their deaths. Concerned, he goes to visit Carol. He doesn't get far into his story before Carol gently proclaims, it did work. With some gentle coercion, she breaks down and tells him how about about the failed spell. But it was years ago. Why would he be back now and how, she asks. I've no idea why, but it must have something to do with Bradley and the helmet. Either way, he's clearly out for vengeance, Maverick replies. I've got to help him find peace. If it's revenge he's after, then who's next, Carol inquires. Maverick flashes back to the accident, seeing Iceman suddenly pull up. He shouts, Kaczynski, and quickly leaves the house. As a new version of Highway to the Danger Zone begins to play, <laughs> Maverick gets back to the base and frantically races around looking for Bradley. He runs up to people asking if they've seen him. They look puzzled as to why he's so animated, then one of them tells him he's on a manoeuvre. Who's up there with him? Maverick asks. Iceman comes back the reply. Maverick then runs again. I mean, it is a Tom Cruise film after all, so there's going to be some running. Uh, he jumps into the plane and charges after them. Up in the air, Bradley is drawing in close to Iceman. Iceman is aware that something isn't right and is desperately trying to outfly the aggressive youngster. Suddenly, Maverick bursts onto the radio. Goose, he shouts, to which we see Iceman's amusement. Goose, this isn't the way. It isn't you. I'm sorry that you didn't make it. It was my job to keep you safe. Stay out of this, Mav, comes a cold reply. Don't you see? I can't. You carry on doing this and you're going to kill Bradley too. You know what? I know you don't want that. Goose falters and Bradley is briefly once more in control. Where am I, he questions. Hang in there, rooster, Maverick tells him. Goose returns, contr retains control and Maverick continues to speak to him, reminding him of the good times and promising that he'll be there to keep Bradley and Carol safe as long as he's around. Goose now has Iceman uh, locked, locked in. His finger hovers over the trigger. When Maverick starts to hum... You've lost that loving feeling. This triggers a flashback to all the fun times the pair had together and Goose relinquishes control. Rooster, listen to me. Take off the helmet. Are you crazy? Just do it. Bradley does as he is told and suddenly the spell is broken. On land, Iceman thanks Maverick for being his wingman. Any time, comes a sombre reply. The film ends with Carol, Bradley and Maverick huddled around a fire in which the helmet burns. The flames get hazy, then suddenly there's a burst of brightly coloured smoke which flies into the atmosphere and dissipates. But what about what I did? asked Bradley. They've declared it accidents. Let's just leave it at that. The camera pans up to the sky as a jet plane screeches overhead and to the haunting notes of the Top Gun theme song. Fade to black. Wow. It, it's, wow. It, it's different. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, though. Yeah, very interesting. Wow. There we have it. Two very good pitches. But which one will win? <laughs> Two? Two, two? Yeah. you mean three? Yeah, no, yeah. two. That's right. I'm, 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 I'm He's who could it be? Up. Who could be the one? Ooh. <laughs> uh, so there we are. Um, let's give it a quick wrap up again. We first had Roch, uh, Ross's pitch with um, Cougar's daughter enrolling in Top Gun and learns things the hard way through Maverick. Drew's pitch, uh, where Maverick has to learn to work alongside drones rather than fight them. And Cat's pitch, where a magic helmet nearly brings back the dead. <laughs> 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 Drew Ross Cat, tell me all at once because that's the best way I take information at, uh, in. Tell me why your pitch is the best. Pick me because mine is true 80s. Uh, it's got the montages. It's got the, what the first one was supposed to be uh, famous for. Uh, it's not talking about drones or 
Yeah, the 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 word drone is exactly what I do when I listen to <laughs> Drew's pitch. <laughs> All right, okay, I was going to be nice about Ross's, but let's fucking go. Okay, she's flying a Spitfire in America, a Spitfire, a, Bri- a Royal Air Force plane, yeah, of which there are only five show, that still yeah? fly in the world. It's an air show. And she's flying one of those. She joins the army when Top Gun is famously, famously about the naval aviators. Yeah, she joins yeah, but the it's, army. It's, a, it's an offshore, it's an and, offshore And Ross seems to think that you that you can decide to apply to the Top Gun school <laughs> where it's it's explicit in the very beginning of the previous film that you are selected because you no, are one of the best. I told you in, in the thing that the, in the sweaty office, <laughs> the sweat is exactly the same sort of scene. He says, you're really good. You should go to Top Gun. And that's what happens. Hmm. He says you should go. Um, and yeah. Hmm. And yeah, Army, Army, Air Force, whatever, yeah. These are little, little things, yeah. You're just picking up on the little things. No, I'm, I'm just... just droning when I hear your drone story. Hey, uh, dro- <laughs> what, what, what journey does do your characters go on? It's about, you know, accepting things for who they are. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just gonna, you're gonna say, you know, for mine, you know, horror has been the best performing, you know, genre out of the pandemic. You know, you're always mm. gonna get, you're always gonna get bums on seats for for a horror film. You're not necessarily gonna get bums on seats for a, a military drama in in this day and age. And you know, I mean, it's true. Cat Cat has got an actual good. I would definitely <laughs> see that over any yeah. of these ones. To be and fair. I mean, all you need is you know a bit of investment from A24, and everyone will go and see it because yeah. you know they're the, the you know they're the new hipsters of horror. So. <laughs> they, they are they really are the darlings are there can i i was thinking can anyone think of any other movies where in a direct in a franchise they have like drastically changed genre because i feel like it has happened and i just couldn't think of an example yeah i don't know um well they say the harry the third uh, was the third harry potter i think was there uh, took a much darker that was much darker. Yeah, but it's still in the same stuff, vein but... of like. Yeah, but that's the thing. I can't think of any that completely yeah. switched. Like number, th- I would say three was say. Well, I guess it was half and half of fantasy and horror and stuff. But yeah, it was more horror than the other ones. There's okay. Yeah, there's nothing like super duper stands out. No. There's 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 a lot that goes from horror to being less horror. Mm. But I can't find anything really that mm. goes more towards horror. So yeah, fair play, cat. That's it's yeah. you're, you're being you're being even more innovative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all started with you know goose goose flesh, you know. So it's sort of like it's sort of like the goosebumps book, you know, the haunted mask crossed yeah. with you know crossed with Top Gun, um, yeah. you know, filtered through A twenty four with uh, everyone's favorite trailer music. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's uh, I mean, yeah, I'll I trying to fight my corner. I I don't know how happy Top Gun fans would be. But um, but I we've got I Tom do... Cruise in. He runs, you know. It's got Iceman. He does. It's, it's going to bring you know. It, it, of course he does. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 going to it's going to bring back Slider and you know Sundown and, and Hollywood. You know, it's going to be it's going to you know do it's going to do its fan service. It's going to hey, have all the songs. Mine brings back a well beloved character of that guy from Cougar. the five seconds of the, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the movie, Cougar. <laughs> I like I I think mine mine stays 
truest to the sort of American Americana of it all mm. and the military and the and it actually like does engage with a hot button issue that is facing the real so at least all the military people will go and see mine because they'll be like oh yeah that is that's a real concern of mine hey i, I, bring, I don't know who speaks like that i bring a woman into top yeah, gun there are women which in there is li- oh yeah just in the background <laughs> yeah of yours just piloting a little drone no, yeah 80% oh. of maverick's students that he brings in are women just because i didn't explicitly oh, say well, mine's if got you're 85%. bringing your bias if mine's you're bringing got... your 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 gender bias that you assumed they were all men that's on you <laughs> hey mine's got 85% of mine in, <laughs> of mine has got women so yeah well, that's like mine's got 85% of rotten tomatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to put a little bit of a female thing into it, mm-hmm. like because I was sure. just like the fucking other the first one's so male heavy. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, but that yeah, is, you should that pick mine fair. and not cats because cats is just no one's going to go and see it because they're going to be like, oh, this is they want to they want to watch hot sweaty men play volleyball. <laughs> I know you have got sweat sweaty men. You've got a volleyball scene, so te- that is actually true. But mm, I don't know. Sure. sure. Okay. I enjoyed I enjoyed I mean I would that. actually see your movie, but I'm trying to argue my <laughs> point of winning. So let me ask let me ask one question to each of you then, and I think I'll probably make up my mind. Let's start with Drew, and everyone can either chime in or not, you know, whatever. Um yours definitely fe- fe- uh, features Maverick. Mm-hmm. What are the other characters? You don't have to tell names or anything like that, but how important is this Maverick's story? Or how important are his like his recruits? Are they are we following one of them as well? No, or are they Ma- just kind of in the scenery background? It, it's Maverick's movie. It is right. about his journey. It's carrying on his like his emotional journey such as it kind of sort of exists in the first movie that he he all he is is a fighter pilot and that is coming under threat and the lengths that he will push these young pilots who idolize him and like almost abuse their trust. And in the end, he has to atone for that. So the the other characters are definitely there. They have their hijinks. Like, mm. they get drunk. We get to know them. They have friendships. They form relationships. Mm. But it is Maverick's movie more than anyone else's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ross, what is your conflict in the film? Um, I think it's more of a conflict between... It's her struggle of trying to get through Top Gun. And again, I think that's the conflict, the struggle in that bit. And her wanting to do this, but feeling like she can't. And she's being like, she doesn't know, but she thinks that she's not good enough because Maverick is pushing her harder than everyone else. And then obviously there's the conflict between her realizing that her dad said, um to treat her harder and so then there's that that's the big big thing okay and finally cats yeah very creative very good if i was a top gun fan and just imagine i am sell me your movie as a top gun sequel we're talking it's a side of maverick that they they weren't have seen before Mm. um you know he's he's doing some different things there's a bit more a bit more feature time for for carol you know she's kind of you know in and out of the the first film, but we don't get to find a, a little bit more about 
a little bit more about her roots and it's a it's a continuation of goose's son you know it's it's what did that little toddler do after after his dad died and you know the answer is he followed in his footsteps and then got taken over by his dad Okay. <laughs> okay. Very, very interesting. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I am going to pick as this episode's winner, very slightly, just, I think, it's going to be Ross. I think. Just because (laughs) if we put an Iceman character in there, I think we can we can make that into a a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, I really like the drones and the versus the human angle in yours. Um, I just didn't get enough from your pitch about what else was going to kind of happen with the other characters and 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 stuff like that. and cat again i really wanted to go for yours because to be honest out of all of them i want to see yours most but if i came out i'd probably i'll be if i came out of top gun 2 and i saw yours i'd be like that was fucking great if it was if i was a top gun <laughs> fan i might be like it's it was all right it wouldn't yeah. maybe what i've expected <laughs> uh so purely i think as the best sequel to top gun not the one i would rather watch this week's winner is going to be ross harmston same it's, same it's, 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 it's a little different and that's what you want though, from a good song. I can imagine this being a good like summer summer blockbuster but um there we go and if you... it was the lowest film I scored yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean you're basically just the next karate kid of this didn't you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. listeners at home if you thought someone else should have won first how dare you question my judgement shut up <laughs> and two let us know on Twitter whose pitch you thought was best uh, with the hashtag sequel pitch Drew, uh, sequel pitch Ross or sequel pitch Cat, and just search sequel pitch to follow us on all the other platforms and stick around to the end of the episode when I'll give out our home addresses so you can just follow us anyway. Uh, there's a big thank you to Cat <laughs> for coming down and pitching her idea for yeah. Top Gun. I'm sure you'll see yeah. none of us in the line for Top Gun Maverick. Uh, tell our listeners, go. are you actually... Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, but the thing is, you, you're just going by the trailer, I guess, sure. You're not going by the actual... Yeah, I'm not going from the first movie. Yeah, I'm going you want from the trailer. To, yeah, yeah, sure. God, I hope it's terrible. <laughs> and you're just like, I've just watched the trailer. That's the only thing I can give. Uh, Kat, tell our listeners where they can find you uh, and what you'll be up to in the future. Uh, so on Twitter, I am at Gizmo Shikari. Um, most of my writing is for The Hollywood News, uh, mm. which is at THN.com on, on Twitter. And um, the future, the the immediate future, I will be doing some writing for film stories. And hey. come, yeah, come <laughs> come August, I will be uh, attempting my annual crazy thing of reviewing all seventy Fright Fest films. So if you like Fright nice. Fest, give me a, give me a follow, and uh, you will hear my thoughts yeah. on everything nice. that is everything that is playing. And assuming timings all work out and everything. You're, we've got you back later in the year for Halloween. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be a good Ooh. one. Mm. As you do like... Spooky. Yeah. The... <laughs> An actual horror, gonna, I, horror you know, movie I'm, I'm going to pitch a drama. You know, I'm going to yeah. pitch yeah, a drama. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mix it up. <laughs> 
romantic comedy, you know, all these years. Love it. All these years, uh, Laurie and, and Michael, you know. <laughs> there we go. Well, big thank you to Kat and a smaller thanks to our pitches this week. Good. Uh, it's a big goodbye from Kat. Goodbye, Kat. Bye. Goodbye, Drew. Goodbye. Goodbye, our winner, Ross Armstead. Bye. And goodbye for me. 